What, you excited about Loot Crate or something? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Why? Because I got another email that had Jaina in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast episode number 286 for Patch 6.2. Our topic for this episode is AHUIs. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up in episode number 286 of HearthCast, we have all the different ways you can access the auction house and the best way to use each. We cover an add-on that immerses you deeper into questing. And what our WoW heroes have to say about being grouped together. So, hey, Root. Hey there, Freckleface. How was your week in the Blizzard universe? It was really good, actually. Yeah? Yeah, the raid group, we got Archimon down again. I, I I wouldn't go as far as to say we have him on farm, but we got him down. What's your definition of being on farm? Is that the, usually the first attempt? No, farm is when everybody knows exactly what they're doing, and you get them down to one attempt, and nobody really says anything, and you're joking, invent, or mumble while you're doing it. That's oh. farm. What if you joke while you die? That's not farm. Oh, because <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's, I do. That's irresponsible. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. We are doing it via open raid, so there are pugs along the way, and that it throws in a whole other aspect of it. Uh, Archimon is still a difficult fight. Other bosses, even heroic mode, we pretty much got on on farm. Everybody knows what they're doing. Get to Archimon and people just lose their minds. I don't know what it is. Actually, I do know what it is. It's mechanics. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. It's those one, things. It's it's just one of those things that are important. Here's the thing: they made vital mechanics late in the fight, and that's the difference. Uh, I see. So when you're coasting or think you almost got it, there's still you you have to do certain things. Yeah. And and that's, yeah, and it's a long fight. And so when people start getting a little tired towards the end or thinking, look, all we need to do, it, it, you, you can see it because all of a sudden everybody's DPS jumps up. But the mechanics aren't getting done. The ads aren't getting killed. But the boss is taking more, more damage. But that's not the way to go. So we'll get there. Yeah. I did get some nice loot. I got the, uh, oh, weapon, like a 710 Ooh. weapon. Oh, yeah, linked that to me. That's yeah, really cool. I think it was nice. Yeah. Our last World of Warcraft meetup group that we have here, I was talking to one of our members. Specifically, I was talking to him about leveling alt in Draenor since now we have flying. I mentioned Scaresome's guide over on Coffee, Cakes, and Crits at WordPress.com to him. And then he kind of countered with something that I hadn't realized. And I think you've said it. I'm pretty sure that uh, Scaresome has it listed over there. But you get XP off of treasures. Most of them. Yeah. I've picked up a few items that didn't give me anything, though. Yeah, I think if it's just gold, you don't, but if it's other things, I think you do. I picked up a trash item that didn't give me anything. Junk? Anyhow, I decided that I was going to attempt to finish leveling Dark Rose to get him to 100 this weekend. So Friday night, we have our meetup. I'm talking to that guy there. I'm like, oh, that's just inspired me. I can go do more. I, I can just fly around and get treasures. But I, I really like the quest line in Spires of Iraq. 
just with the birds and helping the big birds and fighting and everything. So I did that. And then Zyger guy sent me over to Nagrand because I'd finished up the quest line in Spires of Iraq and I got Ishmael, my follower. I like him. My bodyguard, I should say. He's going to be my bodyguard. I head over to Nagrand and I'm like, you know what? I'm only like four bubs away from 100 now. You had just asked me, how far away? I'm like, four bubs. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to fly around and get treasures and see what. I, I was getting like 22,000 XP per treasure. I'm like, treasure, 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 100. Nice. I'm like, well, what's well, so, so. <laughs> It was, I will say this, it was a little anticlimactic. <laughs> I remember my first 100, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I remember getting my other alts to level cap and thinking, oh, this is cool. This one, I'm like, oh, okay, now he's 100. I need now to go what? finish the garrison. <laughs> I need to uh, start on my legendary quest. I need to get my eye level up so I can do LFR. I mean, so much now to do on him. So it's just the beginning. But thank you. He is level 100. Dark Roast is level 100. Congrats. So. And he's also bankrupt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, I looked into my garrison and I'm like, oh, I, I can upgrade my town hall. And to upgrade my town hall, I needed, I have all the garrison resources, but I needed 5,000 gold. And on that tune, I didn't have 5,000 gold. I only had 3,000 gold. So I told to myself, I'm a auction house expert. I can double my money on the auction house by investing my 3,000 gold into something on the auction house and flipping it for twice the amount and seeing how, how, how I do. So I went and I bought a ton of stuff off the auction house ready to flip it and then freckle face in a moment that should probably be somewhere on like a face palm i didn't have enough money to list stuff on the auction house <laughs> so i had to go uh, yeah. and find things that i could sell <laughs> now luckily i had sent my that character a bunch of stuff i never used and i had like like armor all the armor tokens for the you know the Baleful, whatever. Yeah. I had 10 or 12 of those that I had sent him. So I just learned them, and then I was selling them for like 40, 50, 30 gold, whatever they're selling for. <laughs> so I got a couple hundred gold off of that, so I can actually go <laughs> list stuff on the auction house. And um, live update right here, right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, right now, Dark Roast has... Eh, he's only made about 400 gold right now. <laughs> if everything sells, which will... I'll make fifteen thousand gold. Nice. Um, when it when it finally does sell, that's that's what I'm gonna have coming back with me. So I will actually triple my money on the auction house. Um, I kind of was kind of hoping that by recording time I would have had that done because that would sounded so cool, right? Yeah, say, it I tripled my money in one day. You know, instead of I'm going to triple my money. <laughs> yeah. We're all like, sure, Rude. Sure you will. Of course you will. <laughs> You've only got like 400 gold to your name on that tune. <laughs> and you're not anywhere closer. In fact, you're further away from the, from your town hall than you were a few moments ago. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Um, how about you? How has your week been in the Blizzard universe? Uh, pretty fun. I've been uh, also leveling one of my alts, uh, Freckle, the uh, Blood Elf Priest. She's level 96. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about her adventures in the next episode because I've been trying out different methods of how to level her. Oh, all right. Um, that's been interesting. I did all the pet battle dailies 
in one day and did all the Drano trainers. Apparently, I hadn't done that at all yet. Huh. Yeah. I had a bunch of uh, stones saved up, so there was one of the fights where I needed to level up my Dark Phoenix. It was this weird battle, the, the daily over in uh, Spires of Iraq. It was a really difficult battle, and I found myself needing something that did flight damage and that did, um, I think, elemental. And there okay. was only one pet that had that, which was Dark Phoenix. It was level 14. It's like logged on to my... Um, Alt that's holding a bunch of my account bound stuff and leveled all the way up to 25 with my stones that I've been collecting and not using. Right? Yeah. So I've been doing pet battles this whole time, but like just kind of collecting the rewards from it and sure. not really turning yeah. around and using it. So I was finally starting to do that. You cashed in is what you're telling me. Cashed in. That's right. Um, the Darkmoon Fair has come and gone. I got the Hogger Pet. Oh, great. The Darkmoon Fair. Thanks. What, what's that drop off of? Well, you have to play the Whack-A-Nole game, and you have to get 45 points in one game. Oh, neat. And you automatically get it. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, I just, just doing it randomly, I noticed that I got 44. Uh, now you're like, oh, oh, I got to go. Yeah, it's about three more attempts, and I finally got it. I was very proud of myself, because I'm typically not good at things that require you to run around and be quick. Okay. So I wasn't really expecting to get that achievement myself. Yeah. Huh. Well, great. Oh, thank you. That's fun. Yeah. It's a really cool pet, too. Um, When I took my hunter over to Spires of a because I was taking her around to do the uh, different quest, I had an auto quest come up. It was really strange. And it was just like, go talk to this person and get 46 gold. What? I was like, that's weird. So I went, it was in the main area, and... I got 46 gold, I got the title Talon Queen, and I got a follower. Wow. So apparently I had done some storyline <laughs> and not like actually finished it. <laughs> That's bizarre. That's cool though. Yeah, so that was exciting. I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take that for 46 gold, please. <laughs> um, but That's about it for a while. I've been playing a lot of uh, Hearthstone uh, lately. Got a cool legendary, so it's exciting. Oh, great. Yeah, thanks. And then uh, playing Heroes of the Storm. And I got my first character up to level 7. And at level 7 is when you can use the second skin color. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Sunfollow, which is like the easy character. I I am I'm going to be installing that on one of my laptops. That's okay. what I decided. Yeah. Yeah, not gonna, not on my main gaming computer, but on one of my laptops. Are you going to play with me? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I know how you feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> We make great podcast co-hosts, Freckleface. Yeah. We make great podcast co-hosts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You performed well this day. Anything that Malganis has left behind is yours. Take it as your reward. I must now begin plans for an expedition to Northrend. Coming up next in general chat. Auction house user interfaces. If you want to have a serious amount of gold, you're going to need to work the auction house. We're going to take a look at the best ways to access the auction house, both in and out of game. So, Freck, this stemmed from a conversation we were having uh, last week in the add-on section that I talked about an add-on for Chrome, an extension for Chrome that actually helped you with your auction house. And that kind of led me into talking more in detail about the auction house interfaces in general. There are only three ways you can access the auction house right now, either in-game 
on the web or using the remote app on a phone. And each of those has its own pros and cons. In-game, that is an interface that hasn't been updated in going on 11 years, Freckleface. Really? Yeah. They haven't done anything to it? It's like that in your backpack. It's the only remnants of original Vanilla WoW left in the game. <laughs> well, no, they added the bag cleanup, so that doesn't even count. Your backpack is still there, though. Yeah, your backpack is still there. <laughs> uh, there's actually a lot of speculation that says that the that for some reason the auction house code is so unmaintained that if they do try to do something to it, it'll break so badly. But they can take the data that it accesses and manipulate that anyway and other things. Oh, I see. So it's not like a fix they can do, but it's an overhaul they'll have to do someday. However, because of that, that rustiness that that UI has, there are several add-ons that have been made available for uh, for either free or purchase that people get to enhance their their auction house experience. There's auctioneer, there's auctionator, there's trade skill master, and then there's a whole bunch of other little ones that do smaller individual things. Now, to use the in-game auction house, obviously, you need to be where? In the game. That's that's like, yay, Root, thanks for letting us know that. that At awesome. a capital city. <laughs> Not necessarily. Not necessarily? No. Because you could have the auction house like in your garrison, or you could have, you could be an engineer in you know, different places. Not an engineer. But you can, uh, yeah, you can have your garrison if you go through the whole thing of collecting all the parts, which, as we talked about before, are very expensive. Well, Go back to Mr. Pandaria. If you're an engineer, you could build your steam-powered auction bot right there in uh, uh, your your shrine. No, that wasn't really something you build. It was just something that was there. You oh, was could, it there? You could oh, access yeah. if you were an engineer. That's why I became an engineer in Dark Rose. That's all I remember. <laughs> I'm like, I want the auction house here. <laughs> so. And it wasn't mobile. It's not like you get to pick where it was. It was just there or yeah, not there. Yeah. Yeah, and then, Well, you. there's also in Dalaran, it used to be only for engineers, a steam-powered auction house. And now it's available right, for right. everybody. Yes. So, I mean, it, it, it's in some different places. It's different places, but typically you have to be in the right spot. You have to go to the city. You have to talk to a guard, figure out where it is, and go to the auction house NPC. Right. Right. You've got to be there proper. Now, let me ask you a question, Freck. Okay. When you go to the auction house NPC, are you particular about what gender you choose, male, female? No, I don't normally pay attention. Do you always go to the same one or just whatever one has less people on it? Whatever is right in front of me. Whatever one? Okay. You don't I even, literally don't even look at the NPC. I tend to go to the same one all the time. I don't know why. You want to be a regular? <laughs> There's some kind of discount I know I'm getting. <laughs> you know, flirt, wink, and be like... <laughs> I wonder if that works. I'll try that next time. Right. Now, about the only thing that I use the in-game auction house for is... Well, there's a couple of things. If I am looking for items that are listed that are been listed cheaper than what a vendor will buy them for, there are add-ons that will tell you those, and you buy those up and just go sell them to the vendor who's standing pretty close proximity to all the auction house. You'll find a vendor, and you'll make a couple gold, you know, there. It, it, but it's it's free couple gold. It's not a big deal. I also use it for crafting. With, I'm not sure which add-on it is, unfortunately, but I have a little button in my crafting window that says AH. So if I go stand by the auction house and I open up my crafting window, I can hit the AH button, and it'll do a list from the auction house live on what those items are that I need to buy. Oh, that's handy. Yep. And a lot of times I'll look at it, and that makes my decision, hey, this is, you know, 25 gold for this. I, 
I can go get that if it's 25 gold. You know, I can go farm for that somewhere. Or, hey, this thing's only two gold. I'm going to buy a bunch of those and, you know, make those, you know, make my intellect potions or whatever I'm making. So I can go ahead and craft those things directly from the auction house. And then the other time I use it is about once a month when I do my fire sales, what I call it, when I go clean out my closet, clean out my bags, I, I tend to use the in-game auction house for that as well. But the in-game auction house is not without its problems. As we discussed before, the UI, the default UI for it is horrendous. It hasn't been updated ever since the history of ever. It has no ability to group or list or stack by sizes. So when these yahoos out there list 200 pieces of ore in stacks of one, you have 200 pages of auctions to scroll through. It just makes finding things miserable. It does. Whereas an add-on can say, look at something specific like BlackRock ore. Auctionator specifically does this. And it'll say, hey, there's 500 auctions for one of these. Right. Instead of having to scroll through so many pages of it. On that note, you need to be careful, especially with Auctionator, because if you're not paying attention and you have your pricing, like it will show you the price per item, like a single, and you go, oh, someone listed 200 of these for one gold 98. I'm buying that. And then you realize you just spent, you know, 250 gold because you bought the entire stack. Right, right. Just give me a little careful about yeah. that. I've had people yell at me who have used Auctionator under my advice and gone, I didn't know I was going to spend 300 gold. I'm like, it's... It's right there in front of you, yeah. though. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. math. A little bit of math goes a long way. As Freck mentioned, you actually have to be physically present at the auction house to actually use the auction house. And with the add-ons, that's just something else to maintain. You've got to keep your add-ons updated. Some add-ons actually take a very, very long time to scan the auction house. That was one of the reasons I left auctioneer. Yeah, same here, because it's like 20 minutes every time. Just about. An auctionator is now you know up to a minute sometimes when it used to be a lot faster but since they've merged the auction houses the auction house has more data to go through so that scan can take up to a minute or so both auctioneer it used to be scan and go take a shower exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like what are you doing i'm scanning i can't do anything else for the next half hour you know? <laughs> and then uh, one of it's one of my pet peeves on one list here a lot of these add-ons do way too much Instead of just being a basic auction house add-on, they try to incorporate everything under the sun into one single add-on. And sometimes they just don't do a good job on that. So moving away, let's look at the remote auction house. Specifically, let's talk about the web interface. We had this one first. And everybody's like, oh, we can hit the auction house on the web now. It's remote. And everybody's totally excited about it. And as I mentioned last week, there is a Chrome extension for it called World of Warcraft Auction Helper. Mentioned that in episode number 285. Now, just a side note, um, this is not free, but it's only 99 cents. All right, right. So you spend yeah. less than a dollar and you've got a great extension there to help you with your, your listings. Another more advanced uh, add-on that I use is called iMacro. And it's an entire macroing system for Chrome. I just happen to have a nice little macro to list and search for things on the auction house. That way I don't have to type it every time because one of the downfalls that we'll talk about is it doesn't remember stuff. However, you don't have to be in the game to use this thing. In fact, you can't be in the game if you're going to use remote auction house. It tells you that. It won't let you. You can't be in two places at the same time. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I wrestle with it. I don't think it's a good thing, but I understand why it's there. It, it, it would 
give somebody way too much of an advantage uh, in a scenario where they needed something for PvP, raid, whatever. They needed something, they could go check on the auction house for the price, buy it, have it there, you know, instantly because someone else pops up a moly and they have it in their mail. So I I wrestle with it. I understand why it's not, but I wish it was. I wish it was accessible at all times, but I understand why it's not. Best use of this thing is when you are playing the undercut. If you are actually going to ride an undercut down to sell something, you just want to sell it more, you're just so desperate to sell something, there's no better tool to use than the web remote auction house and this add-on to check for undercuts and make sure that you have the lowest priced item available. If you're looking for specific items that are listed at specific prices, this is also a fantastic tool, but you want to combine this with WoW Auction. WoW Auction, as well as um, Undermine Journal, both have alerts. So I can go into those websites and I can say, hey, on my server, let me know when this is on the auction house at this price or lower. It scans the data about once an hour, maybe once a half hour, whatever that has it. Send you an email, you get an alert that says, hey, this item is on the auction house for the price you're talking about. And if it's low enough, you don't have time to wait till you get home. You don't have time to even stop what you're doing and maybe find a computer that you can log into and boot up WoW if you happen to have WoW installed on a computer somewhere. If that item is a hot item that you've been waiting for, you need to get it and get it now. At one point in time, uh, last expansion, I was looking for a particular TMOG staff. I liked it. I liked it a lot. However, the staff was like very, very rare drop. But then I found one that was not a rare drop for like 500 gold. It was the same model. And I was like, well, look at that. And I found that it sells for 500 gold. And I said, I can afford 500 gold for that. That will complete my TMOG. However, every time I, I would find out that it was on the auction house, it would be too late. Oh, no. You know, I see someone with it. I'm like, where'd you get that? I just got off the auction house today. I'm like, I was looking for that. So then I said to myself, self, go make a wow auction notice. So I did. I got a notice one morning. Hey, this thing's on the auction house for 500 gold. Oh, fantastic. I go from where I was at the office, across the office to my desk, load up my laptop, which had wow on it, which was approved to be there. By the time I got to the auction house, it was gone. Oh, no. I'm like, ah. Ah. So I said, self, you have to have this thing. There's a way to do this, and you're doing it the wrong way. So from then on, I had a tab open and logged into the auction house. The next WoW auction alert that I got, I was 10 seconds away from getting it. I'm just moving a tab and hitting the button and buying it, and I got it. And I was super duper nice. happy. The web auction house is also fantastic with that add-on for relisting things. You can cancel all your listings, relist them up there at the click of a button. It happens very fast. And, of course, gold collection. Now, Freck, I don't know how much auction housing you do. Not a whole lot. When you sell so much stuff that your mailbox is full, a.k.a. over 50 items in there, Luckily, I have a button that says select all, that's everything in my mailbox, and collect all, that's everything in my mailbox. So it's like click, click, and then it's going one at a time, 50 of those. And it takes about a second per. Ouch. So that's like almost a minute. Yeah. I'm just going. You got a minute. And then I have to walk away from the mailbox, give it a couple minutes to figure out that I still have mail, come back to the mailbox and get even more mail that's in there. Or... I could just go to the web and click the claim all gold button and be done with it. Of course, 
the web auction house is not without its problems. As we mentioned, you cannot be logged in the game while you're using it right now. Can't be two places at once, sadly. You're limited, much to my dismay, to a total of 200 transactions per day. That includes bids, buyouts, trading, and it's 200 per account, not 200 per character. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It is. It makes me sad. It really, really <laughs> does because I frequently hit that 200 limit. It also is very difficult sometimes to narrow down your competition. If you are competitively selling something online, you don't know. You see that their listings are there, but it's kind of hard to know their habits and when they're there, when they list it. Used to be a lot easier when there was like, you know, one or two places your competition could be. You could see them at the auction house listing. You're like, okay, you're on. This is your schedule. I got your schedule now, buddy. Now with remote, it's very hard to get that. So it is kind of hard to uh, narrow down your competition. Can I also say as another issue with the web is that unless you know it's there, you're not going to find it. I have tried Googling so much remote auction house, and the only thing that comes up is an article on battle.net that just like says, yeah, we have a remote auction house. You can use it on your phone. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to find the web interface these days. Very difficult. I'd forgotten it existed for a long time because like you talk about it, be like, oh, yeah, and then go look for it, couldn't find it, and then I'd lose interest and forget about it, and that happened about three times. Yeah, so it's out on the armory. You can go to to WoW Armory or us.battle.net or whatever your battle.net account is. Once you log into the WoW portion of that, if you look over on the right-hand side where your profile is and you click the link, then you'll see a little kind of change icon, like a little piece of gold. You click on that and that gets you to the remote auction house. Right. It ain't super up in your face. It's really not. Which is, uh, it is difficult to get to if you don't know where it's at. Yeah. I have it bookmarked. So That's smart. (laughs) (laughs) I should do that. Yes, yes, you should. Yeah. Uh, that's part of my iMacro. So iMacro, I have, okay. iMacro, hit it, it logs in. Well, it doesn't, I can't fully log in because I have it set to hit. It's got to ask me for my authenticator. Yeah. So I authenticate and then I'm in. The phone app, which I love. I really, really love my phone app. There aren't any add-ons for that because it's a phone app. You can't get any add-ons for the right, phone Right, right. Obviously, you're going to be using it out of game. It's got a lot of the same pros and cons that the web app does, but I think it's got some more pros to it. It is super simple to relist an item. You click a button and relist it. It's, you know, one click and done. Okay, but you can't relist things in mass, right? Like, let's Not say- in mass. You can do okay. them one at a time unless you're stacking. But if I had like five, five separate things, if I had like, let's say, a bag, of a flower, a rock, and a pet, that's four things. And a uh, mount. That's five. If they were all just ended, I couldn't say, hey, select everything and relist. Well, I cannot I, do that. I wouldn't expect to do that, but at least in my experience, I might be doing it wrong. But it seemed like, let's say I had a stack of 100 um, herbs. And it would ask me, okay, how many stacks do you want? How many items per stack? And I'd be, okay, put them up in five stacks of 20. Okay. Okay, but now that counts as five separate auctions, which means that let's say they all end, someone came and undercut me. When I went to go to relist it, instead of saying I have this many herbs, let me again put up five stacks of twenty. I have to go into each individual stack and say relist this stack. It still does that. It still does that. Yep. What it's, do you mean? You start to do relist, 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 relist. Okay, so that's that's what I'm saying. It's hard to relist in bulk because since it's still like not. In your possession yet? Like you haven't claimed the items 
from your mailbox that you can go and like, you know, put them up again. You're right. Okay. However. However. If you don't relist and you just list them like they're new, then you can do that. Okay. So wouldn't that require logging into the game and collecting them? No. You can list for the remote auction house. You can access any bag you own. And the mailbox. And the mailbox. Oh, okay. So there's a... All right. And it, it, the, the relisting is there, but you can also create a new auction with that same piece of, of whatever you're listing. I see. So you are, in essence, doing the same thing, but just using a different mechanism to do it. Okay. So that makes it more can sense. be a little faster than Yeah. Okay. One of the beautiful things is in a flip. Typically, when you flip something, you know exactly what you're going to be flipping because that's what you flipped yesterday morning and the day before. The remote auction house remembers that. So when you go into the buy tab or buy button, if you will, it has the last thing you searched for right there. Like, oh, great. I click one little thing, up comes, and I can start buying what I want to buy. The listing of it is nicer because when you buy, it shows you how many stacks are available. And you can say, I want to buy the maximum stacks that are available that this person is selling. So if this person is selling 20 stacks of 20, I want to buy 20 stacks of 20. And then just buys them all one to just queues them up and buys them. Switching between your characters auction houses is as simple as going down and clicking the profile button at the bottom of the app. Choose your next character. It takes you right to that same page that you're on in your app. So if I'm on the buy or I'm on the sell tab, whatever I'm on, and I switch tunes, it's going to keep me on that buy or sell tab or whatever I was on and take me to that tunes auction house page for that. It's also really good for finding those rare items. If you're looking for something specific, you can again use Undermine General or WoW Auction to send you an alert. You get an alert, an email, you look down on it, you're right on your app, you load up your app, you buy whichever, whatever you want to buy, and you're good. Now... Keep in mind that you can also use the Undermine Journal to let you know when things start selling at a higher rate. For instance, if uh, or start selling at, you know, five gold each, then you would know, hey, there's something's happening. People are buying up ore like crazy. You can look at the ore market and go, it's exploding. Let me list some more. So you can set your thresholds on what does not only just to buy stuff, you can actually use it to sell stuff. Problem is you need some kind of Internet connection on your phone. You got to have the data whether it be Wi-Fi or 3G or 4G or whatever Gs you want to use, you got to have it. You got to have a signal. And a lot of times people commute on trains, no signal. No, that's true. They're getting better at that. A lot of trains have Wi-Fi now. Yeah. But same difference. You might not have a signal. You can't use it. I know recently I switched carriers, and my data connection is not as reliable as it used to be. And that makes me sad. Yeah. Because I'm somewhere where I used to be and I want to use it. And I'm like, I could have used it with my last carry and I can't use it here. That, that's not good. Nope, not good. If your connection is poor, you can have timeouts. So you're listing something or you're buying something and your connection times out in the process. And it's like, oh, I can't do this. Have to try it again in a second. That bugs me. Internal of the application itself. Major, major pet peeve of mine. It has a stack size problem. If I am buying a lot of one thing that stacks up to 200 and I'm buying a, a, a lot of smaller stacks of it, and then I try to combine those stacks and sell it as a stack of 200, the app has a problem making those stacks. It won't do it. It can't do it. And it tells you the only way to fix it is to log in the game and collect all your ore or, you know, whatever it is. So when that happens, I'm stuck. 
So if I if I'm looking at something and, there, and the stuff is like priced way low, so I'm buying it all up to flip it and relist it and it gets stuck, I am now in a situation where I might get stuck with a lot of product, and I don't like that. That's something they they need to fix. I mean, I've been to the point where I have been at a friend's house who plays WoW and said, "I need to log on to my tune so I can unstack this stuff." <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, knock yourself out. Thank you, thank you very much. I know this is difficult to understand. <laughs> and as I mentioned, that 200 limit is there too. And that's shared, by the way, from the web. And from the web and yeah. the phone and remote the Remote is remote, yeah. yeah. And again, uh, it's even harder to narrow down any kind of competition using the, the remote auction house on the, on the app, on the phone. So let's look at a typical day of me using all of these tools and exactly how I use them. So I start off in the morning. I wake up. Before I even get out of bed, no, sometimes close to that, but... In the mornings, I jump on my phone, remote auction house. I look at any kind of current listings. And if I notice there's a good deal, I'll buy it out and start to flip it. Very first thing. And if I remember, I'll also check for any kind of uh, items I may need for crafting or to get raid ready if it's that night. If I remember, that's a big thing. Now, during the day, I'll have my phone up because it's always with me. I have my WoW auction notification system always in play, and I monitor auctions from time to time. And if you know, if I'm not in front of a computer, doing something, sitting in a doctor's office, riding in a car, not driving, riding. Thank you. In yeah. A car. Uh, now that my son drives, I ride a lot, so it's okay. a good thing. You mean you're not just like turning an invisible steering wheel or stomping on your invisible brake? Oh, I have an invisible brake for sure. <laughs> I don't do the steering wheel thing though. <laughs> But if there's somewhere that I am waiting around for something or not doing anything and I'm not necessarily in front of a computer, I will have the remote auction house up and I will be checking on different auctions. Now, if I am in front of a computer, I will have the web application op- and open and I will monitor certain auctions that are going on, whether it be like, for instance, today I've been monitoring Dark Roasts because I really want that stuff to sell. <laughs> I look for undercutters. If I'm being undercut, if I'm in an undercut raise or whatever, if I'm doing that, I definitely will keep an eye on on that auction tab. And again, if I remember, I will buy some mats for rating if, again, I remember to do that. Now, in the evening when I get home, now is when I jump in the game. I'm going to run over to the auction house. If I haven't collected the gold from the app, which usually I do, but if I haven't, then I'll go by the mailbox. If I've got mail, and I'll collect everything from the auction house. I'll head over to the auction, and as I mentioned before, I'll pull up my crafting tab, and I have a little auction house button. I'll buy stuff I need to auction, or buy stuff rather I need to craft from the auction house, and I get ready for raid that way. And I do have reminders in-game to pop up there. We've talked about those in the past, our to-do lists and whatnot. And if it's one of my days that I'm doing a fire sale, that's when I'm going to jump in there and see what I've got to put up on the auction house. And by a fire sale, that's what I mean. I go back and look at everything I've got in my inventory, and I go, why do I have this? And if I don't have a good reason, I sell it. Get rid of it. But I'm not done. Because at night, before I go to bed, lying in bed, freckle face, TV's on, usually watching Ancient Aliens. Is that the name of a show, or are you just watching Old Aliens? <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's the name of a show. It's, it's with the aliens guy. Oh. <laughs> the, I don't know much, but I know that meme. Yeah, that's right. It's, and that's all you need to know. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I will log on to the remote auction house there, and I'll do the same thing. I'll look for my current listings. If things are a good deal, then I'll buy and I'll flip. Because it's so cool for me to actually, like, I look at something on the auction house. It's one of the last things I do at night, and I go, huh, I can buy that, and I can flip that. And I'll buy it, and I'll flip it. And the next morning when I get up, it's like, huh, that's sold. 
And sometimes it's for a nice hefty profit too. So that's one of those one of those cool things. So that's my day using everything. Using the in-game auction house, the phone, the web. You're using it all throughout the entire day to monitor your process and to make sure that you're actually getting the most out of the auction house to make the most amount of gold. And that is not every single day that I get into every single aspect of the auction house. You know, I've got a life and I've got a job and everything else where I have, you know, don't always have time to do that. But I do try to make time to jump on the auction house at least five, six, ten times a day. <laughs> Check on my auctions. <laughs> not obsessive at all. No. No, 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 no. not at all. We asked you all how you felt about the remote auction house. And here's what a few of you had to say. Andy Castor says that it needs Battle.net chat, not just limited to Guild Chat. Zerk in the Tank says the ability to sell from bank and mailbox. Amazing. Needs black market auction house listings. Some dude says that being told he's logged in on that character when he's riding in the carpool? Oh wait, that's not a feature? Easy flipping for gold, but it needs a shopping list, please. Something that can quickly go onto each server to see current prices of specified items. And Broadway Blues says, I miss my auction scan data when I use Remote Auction House. I would like to wait to see price trends without an add-on. The Auction House is currently the only system accessible without needing to actually log into the game. The ability to earn gold has long been a crucial part of WoW, and the resources we have available to track, invest, flip, and profit in real time are simply amazing. While each tool has its pros and cons, we can all agree that making gold in WoW is still the truest form of PvP. Last week, we talked about some of the WoW characters that have made it over into Heroes of the Storm and the interesting combinations that it can make lore-wise. So a bit of update of that. Remember last episode I had talked about I wasn't really able to hear what the characters were saying? Right. Yeah, you said, I know I they're talking. Tell they're talking. Yeah. I can't hear what they're saying. Okay, Would so. You turn down all the music? Something like that. Oh, part of it's Skype. Skype tends to mute everything uh, else. Oh, true. Um, so playing a couple times and I wasn't on Skype, uh, let me hear everything. But I also was just looking up Sonya's quotes. Okay. She talks a lot. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought she said redheads have more fun. What she actually says is blondes may have more fun, but redheads are more fun. Really? Really. So in the process of looking that up, I found the wiki for um, quotations and I realized that they do actually say different things depending on who they're grouped with. Oh, how interesting. So when you come to the starter area, in that uh, 30 seconds or so before the game starts, all the characters are together in your base, and some of them will just say stuff depending on who else is in their group. Okay. Uh, Part of the reason why I missed this earlier is because they had had a treasure goblin event that had been going on for a while, so every time you would launch a game... You would hear Deckard Cain go like, oh, look, it's a treasure goblin. You should go catch a treasure goblin. Oh, look, there's a treasure there goblin. There you go. That's, that's a much better impression. <laughs> we should go catch the oh, that's even treasure better. goblin. <laughs> so, I missed, so I missed a lot of the stuff. So they say different things to their teammates depending on their characters. And they also sometimes when they kill another hero will say something different depending on who it is. Interesting. All right, so Malfurion to Illidan. He will say, nature abhors the fell, Illidan. Surely you must see that. Hmm. 
Malfurion to Tyrande, his wife, says, shall we, my love? <laughs> What's he talking about? Oh, fighting. <laughs> I think he also, like, cries or says something really sad, like, if he kills her, like, if she's another team. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> something like that. Please cook dinner. <laughs> A side note, one of uh, Tyrande's quotes is, Malfurion and I only have one rule, no shape-shifting. <laughs> We're not into that. <laughs> Uh, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> sure, that will disappoint some people. Some yeah. fan fiction out there. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's probably why that quote exists. <laughs> probably. <laughs> now, Illidan to Tarandi says, I have only ever fought for you, Tarandi. Oh, wait. Okay, that's cool. I can say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Arthas will say to Uther, if you prefer, I can always kill you again. Wow. Yeah. That's cold. Yeah. Arthas to Jaina will say forgiveness is a concern of the living. Well, that's true. Yeah. But she will say to him, do not speak to me. You may look like Arthas, but you are nothing like him. Ooh. Now, yeah, my husband and I, we were playing this past week. He played Arthas. I played Jaina. And they have a couple possible quotes. So, like, his character was just like, Jaina. And she did that. You know, do not speak to me. It was weird. Jaina to Kalthas will say, Kel, just stop. You know that's never going to happen. I think it's another fan fiction reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was referring to the fact that she dumped him or it was like an unrequited thing. Right. Right. But, you know, fan fiction. Uh, I yeah. yeah. Jaina to Thra will say, nice to be on the same side for a change. For a change? What are you talking about? They've yeah. been on the same side forever. Yeah, yeah. They pretend not to be. They're both on, like, the side of neutral. Neutral. <laughs> now, Sylvanas to Thrall, um, specifically when she kills him, will say that was for giving the horde to Garrosh. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. She was not happy with Garrosh. No. No. Nope. Not many people were. No. So. He called her the B word. I know. I know. That was mean. <laughs> now, one thing I had uh, missed in our last episode was the Arthas and Muradin dynamic. Oh. Muradin was actually Arthas's mentor, and Arthas basically left him for dead up in Northrend when Arthas uh, went to get Frostmourne, and Muradin told him not to because it would have cost him too much because mm. it was dangerous magic. But Arthas will actually say to Muradin, how does it feel knowing how much your failure has cost the world? Wow. Yeah. So that's like a, a bizarre fourth wall reference. I mean, a lot of these are. Right. But that one's even weirder because that implies that from the Nexus, Maradin can see Azeroth. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> and its current state. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Well, yeah. I mean, the Nexus is a bizarre time and place anyways. Yeah. It kind of covers everything. Right. And uh, there are a few characters that make references like to the game itself. So there is some, kind of that fourth wall thing. They're all in particular. One of his, one of Thrall's quotes, if you click on him, is basically, you hired somebody to write lore for this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> My history's not good enough. <laughs> That's cool. No, those are cool quotes. I like those. Yeah, and this, this is just a sample of them. Um, there's a bit more I could have included, but... Those kind of follow up with the original um, points that I made from the previous episode about the different dynamics in Heroes of the Storm. So it's really cool to see how the heroes interact with each other, that it's it's not just all us going, okay, well, that would be weird. 
they actually took it a step further and changed the way that the characters interact. Mm. Um, obviously, it doesn't affect the gameplay. You know, you're not going to have um, Jaina like refuse to be anywhere near Arthur or anything to that extent. But but they did add that extra layer into the game, which I think is really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I'm glad. I, I know we joked about it in, in 285 about that, you know, Malfurion wouldn't heal Arthas. Right. But you know it's going to happen. It's got to happen in the yeah, game. Yeah. So you, you want to win. You're on the same team. So, you know, it's like to put aside the differences for a little bit. Right. <laughs> for the common greater good or whatever. So it's cool. I like that. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Freckleface. It's time to crank things up. Crank things up. Open a can of bloodlust. 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 Come get some. Bloodlust not guaranteed to raise a haste in anyone in your party but you. Bloodlust. It's time for the add-on spotlight. Wanted to talk today about an add-on called Storyline. One word. Um, this was featured on Kotaku a couple weeks ago, and uh, we decided to give it a try. Actually test it out, see how it really flows in-game rather than just reading about it. So what it is, it changes the interface for accepting and completing quests. It provides a new quest frame that looks a lot like your garrison frames. It adds 3D animated models for your tune and your quest giver that they will sit there and they will make gestures as if they're talking back and forth. It breaks up the dialogue into multiple parts and it plays one after another in kind of an old RPG style. And it adds more effects and visuals to express objectives and rewards. So it enhances the readability and immersion when you're questing the World of Warcraft. If you like to read all the quests and you like lore, this is a great add-on. Um, so I've been using it for a little while. Have you been using it, Root? I did. Okay. I installed it. I was leveling Dark Roast. All right. What so do you I think? said, well, I'm going to install this and I'm going to give it uh, a fair shake. Okay. I didn't like it. No? No. It's just too slow for me. Right. I know you can click through each of the, the dialogue parts to speed it up, but even that is too slow for me. I think the first thing you messaged me was LOLOL Storyline and Zyger trying to work together. They don't. Right. I with Zyger guys, Zyger has auto complete, auto accept, auto select the proper uh, loot, auto equip that loot. It has Zyger guys does auto everything. Well, it's two different goals. Right. No, when I'm leveling with Zyger guide, I have <laughs> auto everything completely turned on. So the very first interaction I had with Storyline was a flash, and it went away. And I went, "What was that?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah," and so I got to turn all that stuff off because, like, it was like three or four quests it was like the, that it was you know, like turning in and accepting, and, and Zyra guys does it all automatically. Yeah. And so it was like this flash of what I thought was the garrison coming out. I'm like, "Why is the garrison coming?" I was like, "Oh yeah, Storyline," because it was like zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> I was like, "It's crazy." So I turned all the Zyra guide stuff off, and I went, you know, my next quest turned in, and I was like, "Okay." cool dialogue except my character is 10 times the size of this guy because the sizing is weird oh weird and i couldn't figure out how to turn you know accept the reward it's not very intuitive i figured it out eventually like okay i'm supposed to click here to do this and now i i can turn it and i can accept and i can even starting the dialogue with somebody like for instance there are quests that say go talk to the flight master and tell him you need to take a ride to this place 
And you have to do that right now. Even though you have flying, you still have to tell that flight master to fly you there or else the quest won't continue once you get there. Sure. So when that quest dialogue pops up, it's your character on one side, their character on the other, a little chat bubble in the middle with the word well, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Well, you you got to click on that. Well, I need you to fly me over to this place. (laughs) So I was like, okay. Yeah. It also doesn't work with everything. There are places it just doesn't come up. Uh, You know, some are smaller quests, uh, but it does come up in weird places. Garrison quests, it'll come up, and that's kind of weird. But Garrison uh, work orders, it doesn't, because I guess that's not a quest. So for me, it was, I like the UI. I, I did. I really, really, really liked the UI because it, 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 it was different. It was more akin to what I'm used to seeing now with garrison and ship missions and everything else. It is just too slow and clunky right now for me. It might be a UI that Blizzard adopts, but I hope they don't adopt how it operates. So I kind of like the visual effect, but I don't like the mechanics of it. That's gotcha. where I'm at. It's just yeah. way too slow for me. What about you? What were your thoughts? I can see where it would be... Um, fun to use when you are leveling and you really want to read the storyline. Because a lot of times I want to read the quest. I want to know what's going on. I want to have a good sense of purpose as far as what's happening in the zone, what's happening in this overarching storyline. And I see that wall of text in the default quest log. And as much as I may think I want to read it, I go like, eh, and just skip through it. And there's also times in that that, that font, and that means this may be old man root talking, but that font is sometimes hard for me to read. No, it's not It's not you. It's hard for me to read, too. And I, I normally like reading. And the default WoW interface makes it difficult to read. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So if your goal is to read more, this helps. But it does make the process of accepting and completing quests slower. So if you're going through something you've already done, you don't really feel like you need to read it, you're still, it's still going to make it slower. And I was a little bit confused by the interface at first um, once I got the hang of it. For example, when you're doing your quest rewards, there's a check and an X button. Oh, yeah. But then at the bottom, it just says continue. So if you just keep hitting continue at the bottom, it'll be smoother. But not always. But not always. Because sometimes if you don't accept the reward, it just... It like discards the quest and you st- the guy's question mark turns gold again. You have to go to the whole process. I've done oh, that several times. Know. Yeah, it does seem to be a bit buggy. I've had trouble accepting quests from certain quest givers that had multiple quests. Yes. Like I would, it would close out the window and he would have the exclamation point above him and I'd try to click on him again and nothing would happen. I had that same experience. So overall, I'm not using it right now. I was at first. I liked it. I ended up disabling it just because I don't want to have to disable the add-on every time I can't accept a particular quest. Right. I, you know, I, I was wrong. I thought you would totally love it. So, I'm, I'll, you know, I'll admit that. But okay. I think we're almost on the same page where it's got potential. It does have potential. But it ain't quite there. <laughs> but it's not quite there. Um, Blizzard just needs to add something, something else. Or they need to shift how they create their quests because they're putting a lot of emphasis on text and newer games, more modern games are more focused on audio. Sure. Yeah. Star Wars Gal or was it galaxies? No, Star Wars. Um, Swartor. Swartor. Yeah. yeah. The Republic. They fantastic on that. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Sortor, but it's actually to the point where it's really hard to group with other people because of that. Oh, weird. Okay, I can see like that. Like being on Skype or vent to somebody on Sortor is almost impossible because you want to listen to what they're saying. Sure. Um, for example, Diablo. You can complete a quest and after you turn it in, they will keep talking. So if it's something that you're interested in hearing a follow-up about it or hearing more information, you can hang around and you can listen to it. My mother, when she was a child, found a strange object. She took it with her. She kept it in her purse. Meanwhile, you're fighting monsters and still talking about everywhere she went. (laughs) This object followed her. So you have the option to... Mary had a little lamb. I'm sorry. (laughs) So you have the option to hang around and hear more of what the lore is or you can just kind of speed through right and you know you can pick up what i like about diablo is like you can pick up those objects that are like recorded text whose fleet was white as snow and you can either listen to them at that time or they're being a journal you can listen to them later that's what i like i like going back in a journal now when i quest when i'm you know when i'm leveling first time or not i questing is a means to an end for me right i don't really care about the storyline at that point if I want to know about the storyline, I will read a book or listen to some lore podcast to figure out what's going on. Okay. When I'm leveling, I want to level. That is all I'm, I'm I want to get to the end cap as soon as possible. That's it. And I know I miss out on a ton of stuff and I don't care. Here's what I do when I read. Okay. So everything auto accepts. Zagger Guides accepts, auto accepts everything. And they gave a little arrow and it says, go here. And I start going there, and I look on the map, and now we have these like nice little blue circles about where our objectives are. Right. Blizzard's giving us that. So I'm like, yeah. okay, go Shaded to the blue area. circle. Mm-hmm. I get to the blue circle. I look at my little quest pane that's on the right-hand side, the objective pane. And I see, are there any little buttons here that are they're in my quest? Oh, okay, I need to do that. That's for something. So that's- now you have a smaller circle within the bigger circle. Right. So you go to the smaller circle right. I'm first. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I have this little thing in my quest objectives here that's a little icon of like a, I don't know, uh, a potion. Okay. Yeah. I'm supposed to use that for something. <laughs> and I get close to, oh, that guy looks big. And I try to use the potion on him. If it doesn't work, then I start reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I died. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Get him down to 30% before you use this. Okay, right, let me go right, back right. and do that again. <laughs> if I don't die, I don't read. It's a bottom line. Yeah. But, I, you know, I would encourage people to look at storyline just to see what the possibilities could be. But, yeah, just. Yeah, I would do the same. And if it wasn't buggy, I would probably still use it. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad telling you I disable it too now. <laughs> <laughs> Went back to Zyger pretty quick. Yeah, I figured he would. <laughs> hey. I gave an honest shot. I really you did. did. You did. That's all you can do. Now, that is available, by the way, folks, at curse.com. And while you're there, don't forget to get a Curse Premium account. It's only like three bucks a month. And some of those proceeds go directly to the add on authors to help them offset their costs. Coming up here, real quick, folks Sunday, Pirate Day. And wow. Yar. Everything's going to be piratized. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I've got some uh, some different pirates, some of the rare toys that you made toys from uh, uh, Vashir. There's a little dude who spawns in Vashir. He's a rare spawn and you kill him and you get his hat. Uh-huh. And you wear the hat and it turns you into him. Oh, that's cool. I think I have that. 
Yeah, I've got that. So I'll, I'll be sure to have that guy out on, on, on Pirate Day running around. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Folks, don't forget to give us a little rating over there on the iTunes. We appreciate those. Let's us know how we're doing. And we'd like to know that. Big thank yous to everybody who participated in today's show, making it that much better of a show just for you guys, letting us know how you felt about the remote auction house. Big thank you to all of our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter. And as we close this show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastbreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Ruth and Freckleface. the 20.